Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast UFC edition. Today we are back with the MMA expert, Mr. Chuck Marlowe. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing good. I'm doing fantastic. It is a Friday afternoon, so it's a great day. So we are back talking some UFC. Chuck, I feel like a lot has happened since our last UFC podcast, which was just about a month ago at this time and man where do you want to begin oh where do i start martin so much has happened since the last time we did this after that fight with texera and hill there was just so much that happened mm-hmm. over that course of time like there's just so many announcements for fights there was a lot of different things with promotions and people moving and people signing for things so um, I think we just get to start off with one of the biggest ones. I think the one that everyone wants to talk about, uh, Francis Ngannou, uh, no longer with the UFC, mm-hmm. um, parted ways, couldn't reach a, a mutual agreement with Dana on the next contract. I mean, he wants money. He wants to be paid like the real fighters. He wants to be paid like, well, I mean, he, he is a real fighter. When I say that, let me clarify they are the realest fighters of all of them. Um, but no, he wants to get paid boxing money. He wants to get paid big contracts. He wants insurance. He wants health care. You know, like, he doesn't want to just keep getting these same contracts and not having the type of, you know, just he just wants some security. He doesn't have any security in the UFC that he deserves. One of the biggest names out there. And I get it. I mean... I understand. I would chase after the dollars too if I was at that point. He's proved that he's a he got the belt. He got what he wanted to get. He made it to the top. He showed that he's the best. He wanted to be paid like the best. So Chuck Dana, he said they've been negotiating with Ngannou for more than two years. He also brought up Ngannou's knee, which could be an issue for him. But he said they offered him a deal that would have made him the highest paid heavyweight in the history of the company, even more than Brock Lesnar, more than anyone, and he turned it down. Do you take any credit? Do you believe that, or you think that's just smoke? Um, I didn't see Francis deny that. Mm-hmm. And if Francis would have denied that, I would have been like, okay, he's definitely probably just saying some BS, you know, just because. But I think... I don't know. You never really know. There's always two sides to the a story. That's what people say, you know, or three sides to a story, you know. Um, there's the, more the one person side, the other person side, and then there's the truth. So no one really is going to know at the end of the day unless something got leaked or who knows what. This day and age, who knows? But um, I don't know. I feel like that is definitely probably the case. I mean, he's a big draw. He's probably one of the biggest draws in UFC for a long time, I mean, the dude can punch lights out. I mean, the, just you see how freakishly big he is, and just the level of, of just power this man has. And every single time you watch his fight, you're just like, oh my gosh, it, he's one punch away from just putting someone into the dirt, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely see him paying him just because of that, because Dana loves knockouts. That's what Dana loves. He loves to see knockouts. He loves to see people just get put to sleep. I mean, look at power slapping. He he, he did he has that now because he just likes seeing people get slapped in the face for the <laughs> hell of it. Yeah, that's true. That's actually really good. But it's just weird, man, because 
it wasn't like Ngannou was just a run-of-the-mill heavyweight, like we said. He was the world yeah. champion. Yeah. Like the UFC and like heavyweight champion. And that's just uh, I don't like that taste that your world champion wasn't knocked out or submitted or beat by points that you're just dropping the belt like that. I feel like they could have worked something out, but I don't know if the stuff he was asking for was super outrageous. I mean, John Jones even said he understands he's been there before, but I always feel like Nganu's represented represented the sport well, and you should pay him. And you've been on this podcast since you started saying how Dana does not pay well. He doesn't. And that's why he will lose his fighters to other promotions, other ventures. This man, Nganu, he could go fight Mike Tyson right now probably and make as much, if not more, than he's ever made in the um, UFC. That's what people were saying, yeah. Like, he could go fight, and he could go fight um, Tyson Fury right now. They are talking about potentially doing something. This man would make way more money than, he'll make enough of a payday, he could just sit and retire like Conor McGregor and just go, just cruise for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you have that opportunity, like, that's like, that's like hitting the lottery. You know you have the opportunity to go hit the lottery. Why not go do it? No, I, I agree. Because I agree, if so. I told you today, you can go play the lottery and you have a 75% chance of hitting the lottery, you're going to go play it? Oh, yeah. 75% chance? Absolutely. Like, that's the thing. He He knows he's guaranteed some money, so... No, I hear you. I hear you. So we'll just have to wait and see on that. But with him rel relinquishing the title, you have um, John Jones coming back. It's official now, Chuck. He officially now has a match fight set. Yes. Yes. Cyril Gane. Uh Him and Cyril Gane. I mean, I don't know. That's two athletic heavyweights. I don't I haven't really seen John with the weight. I've seen some videos, some highlight videos. I've seen some like teasers and stuff. But you know what you get when you get John Jones. You're gonna get someone who's tactical and skillful and he has a really well versed knowledge and depth to his mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. It's just I mean, the athleticism of serial gain that he's going against, the um strength of serial gain also that he's going against i mean you saw francis Ngannou put together a game plan against him and he, it worked for him and he won mm -hmm. so i mean if francis can do it i damn sure believe john jones can do it and they have already set that for a ufc event down the road which ufc event will that be i think uh ufc 287 if i'm not mistaken or 286 uh, 285 uh, actually. So that's no 285. That's soon. That's like April. Yeah, that's the next one because 284 is next week. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's like March, April. Yeah. So that's gonna be a big day for you previewing that card. Oh yeah, well, def. Oh, you know, I'm gonna go <laughs> deep into depth with that one. I you as much as I hate all the controversy around John Jones, I can't help but root for him. I know what I said on some other podcasts. I still disagree very strongly with what he did. And mm -hmm. um, I think that he definitely needs to still grow as a person. And I still think he has a lot of demons that he's battling that he needs to 
fix. I, I still think what he did was a bitch made move. You never hit you lay your hands on a woman, especially your spouse. But I definitely think he, I, I just can't help but root for him. I mean, he's one of the people who opened my eyes to the world of MMA at a young age. So, you know, everyone has that person they're going to follow. Right, right, right. Chuck, I do want to go back to UFC 283 just real quickly before you go to 284 and some other stuff in the pipeline because UFC 283 was the first big UFC event you were actually able to legally bet on in the state we live in. What was that experience like for you? Frustrating. Um, <laughs> as you know, me and any type of sports betting, it's frustrating. Because mm-hmm. I always got to miss something by one, you know? And the way that shit started off, I was from the first off, start off, Johnny Walker, fuck you, you dumbass bitch. And Paul <laughs> Craig, what the hell were you thinking? You were holding on to this man's leg like you were a fucking toddler begging for a piece of candy. All right, now that I got that out of my system, yes, I missed the first fight. I had Paul Craig winning, but he did some idiotic stuff and was sitting there holding onto his leg like an idiot and got knocked out. Then I got the last four of the main card right. That would have hit for 400. And then I had to redo my bets. I Right after that first fight, I did the same bets that I already did, and I got the rest of the main card correct. So my predictions were right. I was four for five, but the first one didn't hit. So if you're going to do my bets, maybe do them individually. <laughs> but, um, I mean, my predictions are pretty good. Usually I'm not off and I'm not far off. Usually, um, I'm going to start doing a lot better on my individual bets. I'm always going to do my super parlays because, you know, that's fun to do. And look at the odds for it. Most of the time you can get some big paydays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was very interesting. Cause obviously first, your first time able to do it, you've been watching this stuff for years and now, when you're given your takes on who you think is going to win. And now you have people with betting interests because they're like, all right, who is MMA expert, the L7C, whoever listens, which we thank you. What are they thinking? And like you said, we mostly copied you and we did that money, the whole money line thing. And you got everyone right, except the very first fight, you were going to get the whole crew a payday. I'm, I'm telling you, look, I am very confident in my picks. I stand by my picks. The only thing I will say is don't bet your house on your picks. And then if you lose your house, don't blame me. (laughs) Oh, man, man, man. Chuck, was there anything else in 203? I mean, not 203, I'm sorry, 283 that was a big surprise besides what we talked about? Or was everything chalk that you obviously got four out of five right? but were you at any moment like, hmm, this person showed me more than what I thought they could do? Oh, definitely Jamal Hill. I think he should have got – I know he didn't get performance of the night. I forget who got performance of the night. I think it was uh, Almeida who got the performance of the night, who went out by KO. But mm-hmm. Jamal Hill, I mean, he showed what I thought he was capable of, but he showed his wrestling. I understand Glover Texera is kind of old. He's up there in age. But we all know Glover Texera's grappling in Brazilian jiu-jitsu is elite. Um, one of the best in the, the light heavyweight weight class. I mean, he's shown where his grappling has got him the belt. We showed why he got him the belt. I mean, he's 
a high-level grappler. And for his takedown defense against Glover Texera to be that good and to be that well-versed on the ground against Glover and not put himself in any danger and to uh, – I give props to Glover for being able to have a chin and be able to take all those hits. But that was a – that was a five-round, 50 to 45, if not worse, fight where I've seen a fighter just dominate from the start. He wanted his belt. He went out there, put his head down, and he just drove, and he got what he wanted to get. Another shocker was the flyweight title bout um, with Davison and Brandon. I didn't think it was going to end the way it did. I definitely had a knockout fourth round for Brandon Moreno or TKO. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it ended after the third round to Dr. Stoppage due to the cut or basically his eye being swollen shut, uh, Figueroa's. So, I mean, props to Brandon Moreno. I'm happy that that gets to finally be finished. Davison announced his move up to bantamweight, which means bantamweight is only about to get so much more loaded. I think he's about to look jacked at bantamweight. He's about to look ridiculously huge compared to the other um, bantamweights. So I can't wait to see him be able to use his strength at that weight class. But props to Moreno. I will be happy to see whoever his next venture is. I think they said he's rematching someone already again anyway, which is unfortunate and annoying. But um, <laughs> I hope he can start getting some other fighters he can get, uh, go against. Gotcha, gotcha. Now let's go to 284. This is next weekend of time of recording. What, what are the main events for this card, Chuck? And... You know how we do on the L7C. What are the main events? Who's going to win? And let's just go through them. Main card. I'll kind of breeze through this one real quick mm-hmm. um, until we get to the ones that I know people really want to hear. Um, you got Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Menefield. Uh, Jimmy Crute's the 225 favorite. Um, odds are leaning towards him in light heavyweight. I have Jimmy actually winning. Also, so I would take the favorite in that hand. I think Alonzo has a lot of power and a lot of strength, and I think that he can probably maybe catch Jimmy, and that's where he can catch like an advantage. So, I mean, if you want to play maybe a first round knockout uh, for Jimmy, if he escapes out of the, I mean, for Alonzo, he um, Jimmy escapes out of the first. I think he'd get like second round KO or for uh, Jimmy. So, I think that's most likely how that'll play out. Your heavyweight bout after that is Justin Toppa versus Parker Porter. Um, two big heavyweights. I love Justin Toppa. I'm riding with Justin Toppa all the way. I mean, the dude has crazy knockout power. Um, he's from New Zealand, one of the island boys. You know he definitely going to have some heavyweight hits. And then you move up to Randy Brown versus Jack Deam and uh, Madalena. I can always mess up his name almost. Um, but I got Randy Brown. I know he's a 250, uh, his, his 250 against him or plus 250 odds. Sorry. Um, but I think Randy's going to pull it out. He's one of those lengthy fighters and I really love lengthy fighters. And I think in the last fight I saw Randy Brown fight, he showed a lot of stuff that, um, he was capable of that people didn't really think he was capable of. And I think he's a high level level fighter and I think he's really going to show that in that fight. And I know he's not a favorite in this fight, but that's who I'm riding with. Um, no disrespect to Jack. Then you move to your featherweight interim title belt. Um, title belt uh, bout. So they're going to fight for that featherweight to see who's probably potentially going up soon against um, the featherweight champion, which I can't remember who that is right now off the top of my head. That's bad. I think I literally just talked about him. 
I think, wait, who is it's Volkanovsky. So they're going to fight for whoever's going to win that fight for that belt. Um, geez, I'm literally slipping it over my head. <laughs> but anyway, I got Yair probably winning. I know he has, he's the heavily favored lead at one plus, minus 165 odds compared to Josh Emmett's plus 140. I think Josh is really good. I think he's a high-level fighter, great grappler, and a uh, great striker. But um, I just think Yair has a lot. He's a lot more well-versed. He's a lot well-rounded. Uh, I think that he's just a quicker fighter, and I think he's going to work his ins and out in that fight, and he's going to work some angles. I see maybe like fourth-round knockout maybe. Um, and that's going to bring you to the um, main event, which will be Islam versus Volkanovski. <laughs> Already, I'm running with Islam. I mean, it's it's not it's not up for debate for me. I know okay. Volkanovski is the pound for pound best fighter in the UFC right now. He showed why he is. There's no disrespect to Volkanovski. I think he is the second best pound for pound fighter in the UFC. But I think Islam is honestly the first. I've been watching a lot of these um, Dagestanian training videos. Him and Khabib and. These Dagestanians are just built different. I, mm-hmm. I, I can't say it any other way. Training at altitude, these men, they, they go on like a five-mile run for a warm-up. Then they proceed to do 30 incline mountain sprints. They run up the mountain, sprinting up there 30 times. And then they proceed to run, like sprint back and forth for about 30 minutes after that. Mm-hmm. Like, their conditioning and cardio is different. Then they, that's just the first session. That's the warm up for the day. They proceed to go on with striking, striking, grappling, and many other things. Like these guys' cardio level is just ridiculous. Volkanovski, I understand his is definitely on another level too. I think his striking is really great, but I think Islam's just going to have a huge strength advantage on Volkanovski. I understand Volkanovski used to be big. He used to play rugby. He used to be really, really. Um, fat back in the day and but i just think islam has trained his whole life for this situation to get here and i think he's not gonna let this opportunity slip out of his hands he has he has someone to make proud and that's uh khabib's uh late father and i think that he performs at a high level i think islam is just he's one of those people when they set their mind out to do something they do it no matter what I think there might be – he's definitely going to be tested. I think this is going to be a five-round fight potentially, maybe fourth-round knockout potentially. Islam might surprise us and get it done in the second or first, but I think it most likely will go to the to the uh, judges, and I think that Islam will pull it out in the end. There's no odds released for that one right now, um, but I, I assume they're going to be pretty split or it's going to be hev- heavily favored – not even heavily favored. I say lightly favored to Islam. Okay. Is there anything that would change your mind in any of your picks? Uh, is there anything that would change my mind for my picks? Yeah, like what, like when we get to next week, like if something happens, I don't know, people don't make weight or something like that, would you be like, mm, I might have to change my pick? I mean, if a fighter misses like weight or something, I definitely think he doesn't. He's not in the right mindset for the fight. He's obviously not preparing well, and he is definitely distracted somewhere in his um, path and whatever he's trying to go for. 
So that would definitely maybe change my mind. But I don't see that happening, especially with like the way that most of these guys train on this card. Um, the only ones I could probably potentially see would be some of the lower level people on these cards. Some of the like not high name fighters. But I anticipate everyone doing what they're supposed to do. Um, I mean, there could be maybe some pre-fight buildup or like pre-fight injuries or drama that happens that maybe makes twice, which lays my mind if someone gets too distracted in other avenues. But I, I, a man like Islam, a man like Alexander Volkanovsky, I don't see them getting distracted by a single thing, and I see them setting their minds to it. I mean, I understand Volkanovsky's doing his little TikTok cooking videos and stuff, but he's still someone who just chases after what he wants, and he goes get it too. So, so Chuck, if people want to see your bets, where where are you betting UFC at? What's your preferred betting site for UFC? So DraftKings is my preferred betting site for um, UFC. So that way I can share with most of my friends and stuff so that they, they can see them. Um, another way, I mean, it's FanDuel. I might be making a return to FanDuel because I hit for a lot more bets on FanDuel okay. in the past. And um, I haven't been hitting shit lately, uh, at least <laughs> NBA-wise. NBA, I, I'm still trying to figure it out with these parlays. I like to make mega parlays. That's my problem. It's going to always be my problem. One day, one of them will hit, and I'll be the happiest man on earth, and it'll make up for everything. Yep. But until then, you got to fight through the pain. <laughs> <laughs> no, you already know. You, you know what's going on with that, Martin. I I, oh, I, I get frustrated. I know. I know. I know. Player misses I, a layup, free throw. There goes my whole thing. I was going to say, too, that there was a whole bunch of other fights that have already been announced for cards. Like, they're well into 287. Like, 286, it looks like the main event's going to be Edwards versus Usman. Yes, sir. Part two. Oh, man, I can't wait for that one. You know Usman has revenge on his fucking mind, man. He wants he wants that belt back with a vengeance. He wants that paid in full. Um, shout out to Dustin Poirier. But, yeah, he wants his belt back. And... We're about to see an Usman that we've never seen before. This is part three. Um, because I forgot they're tied 1-1 actually right now. Um, but, yeah, I, Usman, I'm scared. I'm scared to see what, what happens with this one. This is going to be in London, so this is going to be in Leon Edwards' backyard. But I just got a feeling this man, Usman, is about to be on a whole nother level. I, I, I know – his work ethic was already high as is, but I think it's only gotten higher since that. He, that If you lose a fight on the last second that you were dominating, that does a lot to your psyche. That does a lot to your mm -hmm. psyche. Look at Israel Adesanya. Mm -hmm. It does a lot to your brain. And I think Kamara Usman is one of those type of people where something like that happens to him he's going to become a monster. Yeah, I was going to say with that, it's going to be really interesting because Usman was dominating the whole time. Whole time. He's closing the gap between him and George Sampioff, who you think is the welterweight goat. And then he gets upset like that. I would assume then that him going into that fight as the challenger, I don't have the odds up right now, but he's probably going to be the favorite. And what if he loses oh, yeah. again? Oh, then that's going to definitely discredit a lot of his, just going to discredit him a lot. 
And then that's definitely going to trick his psyche. I mean, you look at people like Tyron Woodley, who had a dominant title run at that welterweight division, and then just started losing. And then you lose, and then you lose, and then you lose, and then you lose. Once you keep losing like that, that does something to your psyche. You're like, damn, am I really the man that I thought I was? Am I really that fighter that I thought I was? Do I think that I'm really still that great? But it does a lot to a fighter's psyche, and it just it gets the gears grinding, and it, it just they get too caught up in their own head. And then most of the fights, they're very hesitant, or they're just not there anymore. Because honestly, MMA and fighting in general always comes down to the psyche too. You have to believe you're that guy. You have to believe that you're the shit. You have to believe you can beat the guy in front of you. Because if you have any second of a doubt in your head that you can beat that man in front of you, that's when you start hesitating. That's when you start second guessing yourself and everything goes out of the window and then you're scrambling. And that's when it leads to this ultimate defeat. Sure. I agree. I agree. I agree. And then you even go back even further from 286. Like they have their main event set for 285, 286, and 287. Because 287, Adesanya's back in the main event. Yes, sir. Adesanya versus Pereira, part four. I mean. And for him, what's his psyche? Because he keeps losing to the same guy no matter where they're fighting. Izzy comes off very confident. He shows like to the media and everything else that he's very confident but i guarantee you when he goes to sleep at night and he has that phone in his hand he sees the memes he sees all the jokes like oh out of sign the switches over to um goes to jail oh uh, and then prayer becomes a cop switches careers like there's all those memes and stuff about how he will dominate him in every single facet of the life so i know Losing to someone three times does something definitely to your psyche. Getting knocked out by that person twice definitely has to do something to your psyche. And the fact that you never beat this man, I know is he's going to be hesitant. And the fact that he still gets knocked out by this man's left power hook, the same one that knocks everybody else out, he's definitely done something to your psyche because the fact is you know what the move is and you can't do anything about it, it it's probably scares him. I mean, I get it. It definitely has to do something to his mind where he's just like, what the, like, what, what, what is it about this guy that I can't beat him? Mm-hmm. I mean, at least Usman, he has a fight against Edwards and he was beating him for most of that fight until that last second where he, he has a leg up. Adesanya, I mean, he had some rounds for sure against him. I mean, it looked like Adesanya was going to win by decision. I wouldn't say unanimous, but, I mean, he had most of the rounds against him, and it looked like he was definitely going to pull it out and walk away with the belt, probably like three to two or four to one, and then just boom, crumbled. Yeah, and we'll be reviewing the, I mean, previewing those when those get closer in time, but they're already – they're already set, set, and then you already have other. You have Jorge on that versus Gilbert uh, Burns on that card. This set, this is set for April eighth. Jorge, he's back. <laughs> so th- this card, this card's looking. All of them are looking extremely, extremely stacked. Oh yeah, 
And I, I mean, the, and the only, the good thing about it is they can add fights to those cards. They can add stuff now, like you know. And then we're already. I guarantee they love making a fight announcements at main events. So look out for um, next weekend or the weekend of whenever this is released. Look out after February 11th to see that they're going to be announcing more title fights. I guarantee it. I know a name I want to hear. I know a name I definitely want to hear. Amanda Nunes. When I'm just coming saying, back? When she, yeah. When's the GOAT coming back? I know Valentina Shevchenko, Zhang mm-hmm. Wali. These are going to be some, Wali, I, these are going to be some names I'm ready to hear. Rose Namahuenas. I want to, mm-hmm. come on. I want to hear it. Because I need some women headliners. I, I've been waiting to see some of those GOATs. I've been waiting to see some of them fight. Especially Amanda. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people have been waiting for Amanda to come back. Just to remind everyone that she is the top female fighter ever. So, man, Chuck, anything else? There's, a, there's Oh, Logan Paul. He has a partnership with UFC, which I found weird because I thought he hated UFC. See, I think it's more of his brother's beef with UFC, but I mean, you gotta understand. At the end of the day, money's money, and businessman is gonna take money at the end of the day. So, I mean, that that business he has with his drink prime, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, a lot of the uh, UFC fighters are already against this stuff, like Patty Pimlet, Derek Lewis, um, and a few other fighters. They they don't like the Paul brothers. They don't like what they're doing to the combat sports realm but Dana's a businessman at the end of the day so he will definitely just do whatever okay that was just it was weird because again I didn't they're back and forth he was talking about paying players and it says he has a big announcement and then it's uh, his energy drink I'm not going to lie, when he first showed that, I thought he signed to the UFC, and I was about to be like, oh, shit, what? I thought we were about to have have an emergency podcast. Mm -hmm. No, but looks like it's just his energy drink, which it's fine. We had the picture of him and Dana signing. Prime just became the official sports drink. Have you even tasted this Prime drink before, Chuck? I have not, and I probably never will. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Anything else, Chuck? Just look out for more fight announcements. Um, I'll preview John Jones when we get there. No, that'll be that's the next one. That's the next one. Uh, Chuck, if they if people want to who are listening, to this is like, oh, this guy went four for five on his bets. Where they where can they find your Twitter at? Um, your Twitch because you're there doing your Madden thing. Like, where can they find you at? What are the handles? Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Chuck the Duck MMA. You can find me on uh, Twitch at Chuck the Duck MMA. YouTube Chucky the Ducky, um, DraftKings Chuck the Duck MMA. Um, Twitch. I'll get back to streaming. I have been on a little break hiatus. Um, mm-hmm. The Madden League that I started for the Saints one that ended and went up in smoke really quickly. <laughs> I joined another one. I'm working through this season and then. I got some more stuff coming soon. No, oh, I, I hear you, man. You always gotta take your take your breaks, take your break. 
With that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Make sure you like, rate, comment, subscribe, give us some feedback. You guys are showing us love on YouTube for our YouTube followers. Make sure you go follow um, Chuck on UF, oh, well, his UFC stuff, obviously, but on YouTube as well. Um, he's the only featured YouTube channel we have on the L7C. So all you have to do is go to our About section, go to Feature, and you'll see Chuck's thing right there. So go show him some love as he is a proud member of the L7C. With that being said, UFC 284, uh, February 11th, the day before the Super Bowl. So you got a jam-packed weekend. You got UFC and the Super Bowl back-to-back where you're going to have a lot of L7C stuff. With that being said, L7C signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.